Okay, Stephen Key here, and guess what? I've got a special guest. I've got someone that has taken, taken a very simple idea and has brought it to market, uh, which is kind of amazing in itself, and we'll talk about that whole journey. Um, but Rick, please explain a little bit about yourself, and you know you have your product. We want to see it, but first of all, hold up your product. Let me see it. You got it? Okay, and what is it called? It's the Great Plate. Uh, we just came up with an idea. We uh, didn't know what to call it, and people said, that looks like a Great Plate. Oh, open it, wait, hold it up so I can see everything. I want everybody to see it. There you go. So explain how it works. Real simple. We just created a cavity in the center, and we have a cup that goes in here. It's ubiquitous. We can fit a 12-ounce, a 20-ounce. We can fit water bottles. It fits about 97% of the uh, vessels that are out there. So if I'm at a part, let's talk about all the ways to use this because this idea is so brilliant. You come up with different ways to use this all the time. Right. Okay. So first of all, it's called the Great Plate. And how great would this be for a party? Because, you know, you don't have, you know, you're you're putting food on your plate. You got to hold your cup. You got the silverware. So now you put your cup in there. How simple is that? Is that one? Was that the first was that the, the first use that you came up with? Was that a party or not? No, actually, we had messy kids down in our theater room, and they were playing video games. And the whole idea behind the design was I came upstairs and I drew the picture because I didn't know what to write when we were going to the store. So we drew the picture, and that was actually the design that we took to a um, manufacturer down the road. But we had no intentions of manufacturing a product. We just wanted to go buy it. And when we couldn't find it at the store and we couldn't find it at the uh, – online with Amazon, we just decided to see what it would take to make it. So it's so that's one use. Uh, parties, game rooms. What about some of the holidays? I saw another use, use of it. We use it a lot. We don't have people jockeying for the couch space or next to the tables anymore. This is pretty much what it comes down to. It doesn't allow it to be tipped. Okay. I mean, it can go like this. You can practically take it on its side. Uh, the thing that's really kind of funny about it is it fits on any flat surface. Okay. It's easy to hold with the cavity under your hand. The funny part about it is is that it floats in the pool with your drink. Oh, it does. Also, <laughs> it does. It also flies like a Frisbee. Okay. So it actually the centerpiece actually causes it to balance and center out. My wife will tell you one of the funniest stories about it is if you can see it here, it doesn't trap any water. It goes in the bottom rack. Mm. And she said we invented it that way because it doesn't need to be wiped coming out of the dishwasher. She said the boys only wipe one thing. They don't do it very well. Yep. She does their laundry. So what about um, what about for Easter? Well, funny you should say that. These are the new Easter colors that have just come out for this year. We just sold out on QVC. Okay. We sold twenty-two thousand sets in ten minutes. That's a lot of that's a lot of sets. <laughs> well, it's one of those things where the product didn't exist. And the thing that's funny about it, Steve, is that. You have a good advantage because there it isn't out there, but you also have an uphill advantage because you're trying to prove the product in the marketplace. Buyers are trying to find out what category you put it in. We put this in the children's department now. It actually is going in the electronics department, so video gamers can play it while they're playing video games or watching a movie. They actually put it in the sporting goods department because they use it as a Frisbee and they can take it camping. It's also on tabletop. So you've hit a whole lot of different markets so, with it now. So does that create a problem, Rick, that you've got all these 
ways to use this? How, how does that create a problem for you? Well, I think you teed one up for me there, Stephen, because basically the first criticism that I got from one of the major buyers was, your plate is awesome, but it does too many things too well. I don't know how to respond to that. So I'm taking a step back. We're focusing in on just a few markets, okay. and we'll let it take its natural course from there. Okay. So what did you do before you came up with this great idea? My wife and I have been in the mortgage business, and she'll kill me for saying this for 65 years combined. <laughs> now, wait a minute. So how do you go from being in that business to being an entrepreneur? How do you make that jump? Is that an easy jump to make or a hard jump to make? Well, it's something that happened over time. It, uh, it, there is a gut check at some point where you have to say, we're going to walk from one and go into another. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a little fearful at first, but it's worth every bit of it, okay. being your own boss. Yeah. Uh, do you work longer than 40 hours a week? Uh, yeah, that would be probably the understatement of a lifetime. But, you know, when you love what you do, it's really not work. It's not it's, called work it's, at Yep. It's not called work at all, is it? So... Um, can you tell us about um, what were some of the problems that you had? Because every entrepreneur has a couple of roadblocks. What were some of the major problems at the very beginning that you had to overcome? Well, one of the first things was is taking it to retail. And they said, um, I don't know that we need a product like that that's out there in the marketplace. The other thing is, is that you're up against the giants because they're like, they don't want to give up the shelf space as far as what's out there. And define your manufacturing. And when you start working with an injected mold, you, uh, your downstroke for just a prototype tool is $50,000. And they're not promising when you put those two tools together and you shoot something in there that you're going to have an acceptable part that comes out the other side. So that's, that's a guess. That's a pretty uh, big other... guess. That's a pretty expensive guess, isn't it? It is. It is, especially when the second mold was like, I think it was $250,000 for a four-cavity mold. You know, and you're, you have not made part one. Wait a minute, wait a minute. How much money again? We have $250,000 tied up in our four-cavity mold. Okay. The prototype tool, which was the first tool, was 50000 So before we made part one for production, we only did prototyping. We were $300,000 into this. Wow. Our, How'd you write a check for $300,000? How'd you do that? It's a major hit to our retirement account. So we, we, we invested into our retirement. Then the next piece behind that is packaging, inventory, samples, you know, all those things from marketing to websites, and then not to mention the intellectual properties and the trademarks. All in the first year, we had a million dollars into it. We have a million dollars into it. That's a, that's a pretty big jump off the cliff. Uh, hold on to your your bootstraps, no problem. I mean, how did you have any sleepless nights? Well, we're just now starting to sleep. I mean, the sales are starting to come in kind of nice, but you sleep in shifts, you take a look at it. Probably one of the most interesting stories was when I told my wife, I said, not to worry, we'll patent it, it won't be a problem. Our design patents came through pretty quickly, but our utility patent was designed or was refused almost immediately. Of course. And they said, it's a, it's a plate. There, there hasn't been a plate patented for 37 years. You're not going to get a patent on it. So after I went back to my wife and said, I will get a utility patent on this to do it, she said, you better come up with something because at that point we had half a million dollars tied into it. As you know from a patent, you write your abstract and you can't change it. You can appeal it. So what we did is we came in and we said, all right, it's a plate, 
but it's actually a flying disc. So we, we changed the order. We said it's a flying disc that you can use it as a plate. Then they said, now that's patentable. So we changed the order of the abstract and the language, and that got us a utility patent. Who, who helped with that flaw? Who, did anybody tell you to do that? Who helped you with that, to figure that out? We used our attorney at Foley and Lardner, but the interesting part about that, that came a lot through prayer. That came at 5 a.m. in the morning because the attorneys came to us and said, I don't know how we're going to do this, but you're going to have to make it solid. All we did was just change the order of it. Like I said, it's a flying disc, and that, that made the patent go a lot smoother for us. Where can, where can we buy this now? Best place to buy it right now is Amazon. Okay. Amazon's got a number of different sets. They do four plates and four cups, and we do eight plates and eight cups. Uh, you'll see a, a couple different discounts I have for you today. So if that works for you, we even put together a program just for you today for an Amazon 10% discount just for knowing Stephen Key. Oh, you're so great. Thank you for doing that. Um, you're welcome. You know, this is such a... Uh, I've been watching you on social media, and I love your product because it's simple. I love simple. You know, I'm the simple guy. I love the simple ideas, and I think you've got one that so has so many so many things that you can use it for. It's, it's just it's incredible. Um, wow. So, what would you tell someone at the very beginning of this that's got yeah. this great idea? Um, what would you tell them to do first? What was the first thing? that you tell them to do? Well, I, I seek the advice of a lot of people and I looked at it and I had an NDA signed by a lot of people. Okay. And I said, what do you think about this? A couple of them came to me and said, you know, I don't think it would really be that good of a product. But the more we talked about it, they never left it out of their hands. And all of a sudden they said, you know, the more I'm thinking about it, it does kind of do the things that you think it would be doing, but it's gotta be out there. When we did our patent search on this, Originally, we came across 1,725 provisional patents, which means that 1,725 people have been at a party, wrote something out on a napkin, at least went to an attorney's office at that point and said, what do you think we could do to patent this? And somewhere along the line, they came up with the fact that, you know, it's going to cost you three to 4000 just to file a provisional. And they, it died at that point. That's not to say the people that lost the napkin between now and then or went to somebody and said, this is what it's going to take. Um, the actual, the funniest part about the story is, is that we did prototypes and the design center that did the prototypes charged us $3,000. I was not aware of the fact that they were going to do that. I came home with three prototypes and $3,000 bill. And that put this project on hold for two years. Because we talk about spending money before I do that type of thing. So there was a little bit of silence for a little while for this project. So you really need to do your homework, talk to good people, sign an NDA. And just, I think you need to realize, and I really, what I love about the story, there's all these obstacles you just have to create around. And um, you're very good at doing that, aren't you? Finding workarounds. Well, it helps with the dyslexia. I mean, my, my mother will tell you the first word out of my mouth was why. Okay. And we just kept asking and asking and asking as to why it can't be done like that. We, um, we originally had the plate designed to come out of the mold and fall onto a conveyor belt, which meant that in order to do that, the, uh, the plate had to be in the mold about 40 seconds to okay. cool down. I said, it's got to come out of there faster. They said, if it falls down onto the conveyor belt any sooner, it'll warp. So we used a uh, end-of-arm robotic piece to pull it out of the mold. It came out of the mold in 17 and a half seconds, and we were able to stack it at the same time. That gave us a competitive advantage with the overseas market. We actually can make this cheaper than they can make it in China. Wow. 
Wow. Congratulations all the way around. Thank um, you. Have you had any problems with copycats yet at all? We did. We had to defend our patent this year. It was in a major retailer last year. It came in from Thailand, okay. and uh, we approached the retailer. Uh, they they admitted that it was wrong. There's three things to proving a patent violation. One, you have to have a patent. Two, there has to be evidence that they know about the product. Okay. And three, you have to find a wallet because if they, you have somebody there that you can't sue in that process. So we had actually seven emails going back and forth with this retail buyer before the buyer actually went rogue and said, hey, I can get this made overseas. I'm just going to do that. Well, it cost the buyer their job. And, uh, you know, they looked at it and said, this is a big mistake. And they really like the product. So this is the first year we're on the shelves with them. Oh, good for you. So having a paper trail is a pretty good idea. Paper trails are everything, everything, everything. Rick, I want to have you back again. You're uh, you have so much information. It's incredible. Smart things to do. Um, I guess you just have to learn it the hard way, right? Is there any way to learn this a little quicker or you just have to do it? I think you just have to do it. You just have to live it and you have to figure out what to do in the process. There is no easy way on any of this stuff, right. but it's it's not a bad situation. Learning this way is very rewarding. Okay, Rick, um, yeah. do you ever get any no's, any rejections? Um, yeah, we get a lot of them. And the thing of it is, is that going back to tenacity and asking why, we were turned down four years in a row with QVC. They kept telling us it's not a product that'll sell. It doesn't hit a price point. It doesn't do all the reasons we went through four different buyers. We finally met Lisa Brady, which was one of the hosts that were on there, and say she said, you know what, let's do a test. And I think it'll I think it'll be worthwhile, but we're gonna give you no guarantees of sale, meaning you have to take all the product back if it doesn't sell. Okay. We'll buy five thousand sets at ten dollars a set, so that's a fifty thousand dollar PO. You gotta pay the shipping and you have to pay it to be brought back in. What we'll do is a 10-minute walk-up. That means we'll walk up to the host. This is what it is. It'll take three minutes before the customer realizes what it is, and maybe we'll sell 1,500 pieces if we're lucky in our first airing. Okay. We were shut down after seven minutes. I said, oh, boy, it was really bad or something didn't go right. She got off the, off the air. She contacted me right away. She was hysterical. She said, Rick, we sold out all 5,000 sets. They're still taking orders right now. How soon can you get us more product? We completely sold out. We shipped them 12,000 more sets two weeks later. Those were gone in the next airing. So we're averaging right now about 22,000 sets every 10 minutes when we air well, with them. Well, but if you got turned down four times, what made you go back again? What do you do? How do you go back? How do you? Okay, okay. People need to understand this. They say no, they say no, they say no. And you keep going back? It's never no until it's over. So it's never over till it's over. We're just going to keep going back and back and back. So you never give up. I mean, it's never a failure. It's never a failure. You just keep going back. And now, if that can be inspiration to somebody else at this point, so be it. Hey, I know this guy in Wisconsin who developed this silly plastic plate. He didn't accept no. Now he's a platinum status in this process. <laughs> hey, you, know, you know, that's the thing. Right now, Amazon has come to us and said that they think that they can penetrate 2% of the households in the U.S. Okay. There's 125.9 million households. They think that they can get to 2% of the households. That would be just about 2,500,000 households. They think that they will sell eight plates in every household. So when you take a look at that, that's 20 million units 
over a two-year period that they think that they can use. The how numbers you, are insane. How do you fund that? How do I fund it? Yeah, I mean, how do you fund that type of volume? Is it hard? I mean, do you just write a check or do you, do you go to the well, bank couple, or what do you do? There's a couple things we can do. There's actually, you can go through your bank, obviously. We have some resources with our partners. But with the really large orders, we've actually factored our invoices. There's some financing companies that are out there. Okay. They'll do a 2% uh, and they'll they'll buy the receivable from you. And they'll, they'll discount that if you only need so much of the funds that are out there. Those are great companies to work with, yeah. especially if you don't have the credit that you need. They're going to go against the customer's ability to pay the bill. Yeah. Factoring. Thanks, Rick. Great Anytime. stuff, man. I guess you don't, I tell everybody, you don't really fail unless you quit, right? You just got to forget the, no, be a no, I tell everybody, collect as many no's as you can. There's a yes in there somewhere. Just don't stop. If they think you just don't know when it's going to be coming. Yeah. So it's, you believe in your product. I mean, the last couple of times that we had a no, I, you know, I went to my wife and I had my head down and she said, why are you accepting no? You still believe in the product. All these people are telling you it'll go. That buyer just didn't buy into it. Now the funny part about it is the buyer that we actually have was the third buyer that said no. Well, she said, now she comes back and she says, well, I really didn't want to tell you no. It was my superior that was telling me that I shouldn't buy a product in this category any longer. It's like, yeah. okay, well, you know what? No harm, no foul. They're buying a lot of product. So, you know, you you've got a great attitude. Um, I think people are going to walk away with a lot of tidbits here. And don't give up. There's the one. <laughs> don't give up, everybody. Well, everybody, thank you for watching. If you need a great gift, buy this product. There's the discount. Support your local inventor. Rick, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for the time and good luck, everybody.